focus is truth and reconciliation. This is the second year that Canadians are marking September 30th, the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. As one of the action items from the Truth and Reconciliation Commission's Calls to Action, the day honors the children who never returned home and survivors of residential schools, as well as their families and communities. Public commemoration of the tragic and painful history and ongoing impacts of residential schools is a vital component of the reconciliation process. We will take a closer look at what we can do to show our support and advance our own reconciliation journey here in Penticton, today on Pentocton. Hello Penticton and welcome to Pentocton, a podcast from the City of Penticton discussing some important topics in our community. My name is Dale Corey, a longtime resident, a serious V's hockey and speedway racing fan, and your host. I get involved. I know many of you do as well. We do it to help shape our city. This episode will explore a very important day, the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. We have two guests with us. Cheryl Hardesty is the Council and Executive Operations Manager with the City and is here to talk about the City's role in supporting the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. And Chandra Wong is the Museum Educator at the Penticton Museum and Archives. She has recently introduced 12 actions that we as residents of Penticton can do to improve our knowledge and advance our own reconciliation journey. Cheryl, Chandra, to both of you, welcome to Pentocton. Hi, Dale. Thanks, Dale. So, Cheryl, why is it important for the City of Penticton to play an active role in the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation? Thanks, Dale. I, um, I think, as you, as you said already, this is the second year uh, that we're recognizing the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. Um, and I really think that um, what, what we're learning, I think we've done a lot of learning in the past two years since the discovery in Kamloops, um, and I think a big part of what we've learned is that everyone has a role in truth and reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Um, each of us, each of us individually and personally, but all of us together as a community, uh, learning together um, about the history and uh, what a path forward looks like. Um, and I think that's still all, we're all still learning. I don't think anybody knows what that is yet, uh, but we're on this learning journey together. So um I think it's important for the city to be involved um, because we want to make sure that we are not um, we're not solely relying on First Nations to teach us. Um, We need to take an active a proactive role in learning and and sometimes unlearning as as it is. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think it's I think it's critical for the city to be involved. Absolutely. Yeah. Chandra, uh, same question to you. Why is it important for the Penticton Museum and Archives to play a leading role in honoring this day and honoring Indigenous people? Well, I mean, we are talking about history here. So the museum fits in really well. Um, And then when you look at the uh, Truth and Reconciliation Commission's calls to actions, museums and archives are actually specifically mentioned. So, um, and we need to look at the history of uh, Indigenous people in Canada and the impact that European settlement has had on them. And I figured that was a good place to start. Yeah. So, Chandra, you've prepared a list of 12 actions that 
Penticton residents can do to advance their own reconciliation journey. What what inspired you to do this work, and and how did you come up with the list? Mm, well, I mean, I I'm an educator at the museum, and I was thinking about what am I going to do? What can I do personally? And um, I kind of brought those two together because uh, there are a lot of resources that I use when I uh, do my programs that talk about uh, how Indigenous people and settlers interacted. And I thought, you know what, I bet you people don't know about these things. So I went and I basically went through a lot of the resources that I use that are online, that are publicly available. And I said, here, if you want to know more, then um, check out this place or check out this website. Mm -hmm. or um, and, and a lot of it, too, um, was really important that we get to know our neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One of the things I've noticed about the list is is you have tried to provide actions that we can do to become more familiar with the territory in which we live. So why don't you tell us about the actions that we can take and why you felt they were important? Maybe let's talk about that list a little sure, more. Sure, yeah. And I mean, again, I'm going to say, like, we need to get to know our neighbors. And one of the best ways to do it is to actually find out about what's important to them. And, um, you know, oh, do you know the, the territory, the traditional territory in which we live? And and so that was one of the first things that are on the list. And, like, there's 12 of them, and I'm just going to go over them quickly. But, you know, if there's any comments or questions, you can certainly ask me about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really important to be able to um, speak a few words of Insilchen, which is the language that's spoken by the Silk people. And, I mean, for and that was the, the next point on the list was learn five words of Insilchen. And there are actually two schools here in the Okanagan, one based in Penticton and one based in West. Kelowna, and you can go to the website of one of them and and learn five words of Insilchen. Yeah, um, yeah. Then also, uh, for me, you know, I, I didn't want to glance over, you know, the really serious topics. And for me, you know, being a woman, um, it was really important that we think about what it might be to lose your mother or your wife or your daughter or your auntie. And so I wanted uh, to encourage people to visit the website on the National Inquiry into Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women and Girls. And I I mean, that's a pretty serious topic. And, and, um, you know, it's heartfelt. Uh, and I think we we need to think about what it would be like. Yeah. Um, another one that I wanted to uh, highlight was uh, the Aboriginal People's Television Network um, and Quest Out West, Wild Food, and because it, it features uh, our silk storyteller, Tracy Kimbano, and she's talking about searching for healthy foods that are inspired by her traditional roots and her ancestors. Um and then uh, last year, what I learned was that there's actually a, a Silk uh, Indian Residential School monument here in Penticton on the Penticton Indian Band Reserve. And I thought, you know, maybe there's people out there who don't know about that. So um, you can find out more about it. And that's, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that later, too, I think. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh, I thought, well, maybe we could go nationally. And, and there's radio stations on CBC that, that focus uh, on indigenous, indigenous people, on Aboriginal people. And so highlighting, you know, Unreserved is one of them. And then uh, Reclaimed is another one. And so you can just go to the website for CBC and find those website or uh, uh, web pages and, and then listen to some radio and uh, hear some good music, but also hear a different point of view. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> we're at number seven now. <laughs> and um, this, uh, I was going to look this up before I started doing this, but I didn't because there's a museum in uh, West Bank that is the I'm not sure how to pronounce it, and I apologize. It's Shinep Whips uh, Heritage Museum, and uh, they have collection, uh, a collect, you know, a museum collection. They have histories and oral stories of the Silk people, uh, and so uh, it's on my list to get there. The problem is that their hours match my hours, so it's hard for me to get away from work to go see another museum. But you know, maybe one day I'll I'll make a field trip there. Yeah. yeah. I know one of the one of the items that you've got is read an indigenous author and it's something we're going to talk about a little bit later because you've got a special event coming up at the museum and archives as well but why is that important? Oh, it gives you a whole different perspective uh, on on what life might be like for another person. Like, I, I mean, part of it is walking in another's shoes. And if you don't know that person, then you need to find out about them. And, uh, you know, there's so much literature out there that is either fiction or nonfiction that can give you a point of view. Um, I mean... Uh, and and the library, the Penticton Library, has done a really good job. They've shortlisted all their Indigenous authors, so you can just go in and you could actually just go to their website, click on Indigenous authors, and then and then you're you know you've got a whole list uh, mm-hmm. to choose from. And it uh, you know I'm I'm reading one right now, and I'm just finding like you know life is different than what I had growing up for for some people so you know it gives you another perspective and I think that's I think that's what this is all about right it's about uh listening uh whether you're reading it or you're hearing somebody else's story and then it helps you understand what it might be like I think uh sorry I think um something that I've learned in my personal reading and (laughs) things that I've read is it has helped me um get uncomfortable or get comfortable in hard conversations. Hmm. These truth and reconciliation and the history of Canada and Indigenous people's experience in Canada uh, is a hard one. Mm-hmm. And as as settler people, it can be when you're encountered with those hard truths, sometimes we, we back away and we don't want to engage. Um, and I know for me, I've developed a level of comfortability through listening to Indigenous writers um, and those the uh, C- CBC podcasts. And just having that exposure mm-hmm. um, has made me more comfortable in that space. Um, also the learning, of course, those pieces, but just generally being comfortable and open to having those conversations mm-hmm. is so important. Yeah. 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 You, you know, I spent a year working in uh, communications in the communications department at Seabird Island Band in the Agassiz Harrison Hot Springs area. And, you know, I learned about respect. I, I learned about family. I learned just how many generations are affected due to the residential school system. And I think the important thing is we just all need to understand these issues that much more to, to be able to, as you mentioned, Cheryl, uh, delve into them and, and look at some of the hard topics, but uh, but have that sense of understanding and, and knowledge uh, of, of what's taking place and, and what we can do uh, in the future as well. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. um, when you start to hear about some of the chaptik, which are the, the stories, the, the teaching stories, it gives you a perspective on how the Okanagan Silk people view the place that we live in and the place that we call Penticton. Um, because, like, um, in particular, I'm thinking about how food was given, where you have the four food chiefs, which is another one of the points on the on my mm-hmm. list of things to do, is to learn who are the f- four food chiefs and, and why are those four ch- food chiefs important. And, I mean, I can tell you there's um, the bear, there's salmon, there's... Um, um, 
I want to say Sia, which is the Okanagan word for um, Saskatoon, and then uh, Speetlum, which is the, the Bitterroot. And they all have a role to play in sort of the, the world perception of, of um, for the Okanagan people. And mm-hmm. I, and I mean, I'm, I, I'm a biologist by training, uh, and I see the world through the ecological kind of point of view. And so I think it's really important to hear different points of view of how, how our, what uh, world existence can be. Yeah. What, what's been the reaction so far as we progress towards September 30th and National Day of Truth and Reconciliation? You've been uh, posting these uh, various 12 items. Mm-hmm. Uh, what have you heard from people? What reaction have you had? Actually, there's been some really uh, good feedback on Facebook. That's where that's where they're being posted through our museum page, and um, people are glad that we're we're posting these. Um, and then uh, one of my volunteers in the museum came in. She said, "I see you've got these posts here. Are we going to have something on print?" And I'm like, "Oh, that's a great idea, Marianne. <laughs> thank you for thank you for reminding me." And so I have them. Uh, we have them available at the museum as well, and I put them out in the hallway. And what I'm I'm just kind of counting and you know they keep getting taken yeah. so people are interested and they want to I think people want to know what they can do it's just sometimes it seems a little daunting but then you know I thought you know here's some things that we can we can actually do and it's mm-hmm. easy to do okay. these pieces are so good I, I um, when I was going through them they're real the truth and reconciliation calls to action you said the word daunting. They can feel really daunting to people, and you don't know where to start. And mm-hmm. what do I? What can I do? I'm just one person. What can I do? Mm-hmm. And this is an amazing list of you know a dozen things that are that are real, that are tactical. You can go out and do these things with you know with ease. They're accessible to everybody. That's why I love this list so much because they're very real, um, um, and I think I think impactful. Yeah. I think. Okay. Yeah. Good. Uh, Great. That's exactly what I wanted them yeah, to be, right? Yeah. So uh what about the rest of the list? Are there any more items that we haven't touched on so far as as we get closer to uh Friday, September thirtieth? Yeah. Uh one of them is uh uh here perspective the pers- perspective on the news from an indigenous point of view and so there's uh two two places that I suggested one was indigenous news which is uh, a print and web-based uh um news uh outlet and then there's also uh the aboriginal people's television network national use news so but i mean i tried to make it accessible because i started out online so uh, there's all these links that you can follow to get there um and so um the other one was to uh listen and learn the okanagan song and i'm not sure if people knew that there was an okanagan song and it was uh developed uh by delphine derrickson and herman edward with input from uh other members of the okanagan nation and it's a beautiful song to listen to. And I guess what brought it to mind was that my kids learn it in school. And so they would come home after learning it and they would be singing it. And I'm thinking, you know, here are two kids that are not Indigenous, but they are singing a song that has roots that go back, you know, thousands of years. And, you know, in a language that goes back thousands of years. Yeah. And I thought that, you know, how how much better can it get there? And I've heard that song sung numerous times at uh, uh, Chamber Business Excellence Awards and other events uh, throughout the city over the years. And it's 
just a wonderful song and, and it really uh, kind of goes right through your body in a lot of ways, I guess, just uh, the vocals of it and um, and the pitch of it and everything else. So. Well, and then yeah. the drum beat, right? Because mm-hmm. the drum beat is the heartbeat. Yeah. So, and that's that's where it should be hitting anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, and we should tell everybody that uh, uh, these 12 points are on the uh, uh, Penticton Museum and Archives Facebook page. That's right. So you can go there, refer to them. Uh, each day there's been one posted over the last couple of weeks. So mm-hmm. uh, we want you to go through and, and follow those a little bit closer. Yeah. Um, if you're not on yeah. Facebook, you can come to the museum and get a print copy yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, Chandra, you've really provided us with some great suggestions for things that we can do in our own time. But, of course, there are also some events planned for September 30th for residents who want to recognize the day with their own community. Cheryl, we'll bring you back in now. Can you maybe highlight the events uh, taking place in Penticton? Absolutely, Dale. You bet. Um, so this year there are uh, two opportunities for Penticton to come out and mark this day. Uh, the first is a walk for the children being organized by the Okanag- Okanagan Nation Alliance. This is a five-kilometer walk starting at the Peach and making its way uh, down the Channel Pathway over to the Silk Indian Residential School Monument that Chandra uh, mentioned earlier. Uh, this is a this monument is dedicated to all the Silk, Silk people who went to Indian Residential School and especially to those who did not make it home. Um, there is a, so that starts at 10 o'clock at the Peach. Um, there is also a second celebration of Indigenous culture and resiliency that's hosted by the Four Seasons Cultural Society. That'll be in uh, Gyro Park from 1 till 6. And you'll see, um, you'll see some dancing and drumming and singing, arts and crafts. There will be speakers. Uh, there'll also be a, uh, an opportunity for you to dance as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it'll be I think it'll be a great uh, a great afternoon, and it's really just geared towards an opportunity uh, again for that exposure um, and to you know raise the voices and um, yeah yeah. Who can attend these events? Everyone, and I hope everyone does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Both events. Um, I think with the the walk being at ten o'clock. And then the uh, event in Gyro starting at 1, we're hopeful that there's uh, something for everyone. If you're not able to walk, come down to Gyro. If you want to do both, that's great. Bring your orange shirt, bring a chair and a picnic, and uh, we can't wait to see you. Yeah. So I know the city of Penticton is trying to take a more active role in, in learning opportunities for citizens with respect to truth and reconciliation. So, Cheryl, why is this important? I think it's so important, Dale. Um, I think... and. We talked about this being the second year of the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation, and I think it's important for for everyone to remember that it is not the sole responsibility of First Nations to s- teach uh, settler communities about the history, um, about what happened. Um, we need to take on some of that responsibility. So this is a new a new way that we're trying. Um, certainly there will be learnings from what we're doing this year. We might do something different next year. Um, but that's what this is all about, is learning. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and, and how will the city achieve this goal as we kind of look maybe to the future a little bit more? What, what do you have in mind? What is the city looking at to achieve this goal? So honestly right now i don't i don't know i don't know what those milestones are Mm -hmm. i don't know what those benchmarks are i don't i don't know um what i do know is that uh the city is committed to to learning to listening to having those hard conversations we talked about 
uh, that's what I know. I, I don't presume to know what the future looks like. Um, I definitely know that we are we are here for the conversation, though. Yeah, this really is a great opportunity for many of us to honor the survivors of residential schools and honor those who have suffered so much trauma and, and loss of life, isn't it? It's, it's it's such an important opportunity for all of us to take part in this. Um, yeah, I think um, I hope it is. I hope it is, Dale. I think um, I think I I hope it's just an opportunity for um, citizens to come out. Uh, we want we want survivors. Certainly, you know, in Penticton locally, there are survivors that went to residential school. We want uh, we want them to know that they are they are seen and they are heard, and we're we're learning. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I know this is one day out of the year where every Canadian is asked to reflect, to learn, to honor, to understand. Uh, what can citizens do throughout the year to to continue this? What can citizens do yeah. throughout the year to continue this? I think Chandra's got a great list. And if you started on each of those, I mean, <laughs> it could easily take you a year uh, to make your way through some of those things. There are so many good books. There are so many blogs. There are so many podcasts. Um, but get out and, and build new relationships. Make new friends. Try something new. Um, all, all of those things. Yeah. National Day for Truth and Reconciliation takes place Friday, September 30th. Uh, Penticton residents, again, have two opportunities to recognize the day. Uh, the first is a five-kilometer walk for the children hosted by the Okanagan Nation Alliance. That begins at 10. The second opportunity, as you've heard, is a celebration of Indigenous culture and resiliency in Gyro Park. That is hosted by the Four Seasons Cultural Society. The event runs from 1 until 6. Chandra, the Museum and Archives is also hosting a special event. It's coming up Thursday, September 29th from 6 to 8. It's called Okanagan Women's Voices, Indigenous Settler Writing and Relations. So please tell us more about this night and how people can get involved. Yeah, I'm glad you brought it up because it is um, specifically to uh, recognize the National Day of Truth and Reconciliation. And it's a, a panel discussion. Uh, and it's in recognition of the publication of the book that you mentioned, The Okanagan Women's Voices, Indigenous Settler Writing and Relations from the 1870s to the uh, 1960s. Um, and it's a, a collaboration between the Uni University of British Columbia, Okanagan, and Thetis Books, uh, with cooperation from the Naukan Center and the museum. And um, we're going to have uh, the three editors who were uh, instrumental in putting this book together, uh, Jeanette Armstrong, Lally Grauer, and uh, Janet MacArthur. And so uh, they're going to uh, sit at the panel and talk about their book and, the, and, and what, uh, what the, brought them together and, and what they hope to achieve with this. Mm -hmm. um, just, just in case you're, uh, people are not aware, Jeanette Armstrong is a SEAL Okanagan, uh, and she is uh, a fluent speaker and teacher of the Insulchin Okanagan language and traditional knowledge keeper of the Okanagan nation. Um, Lally Grauer uh, has been long involved in Canadian and Indigenous literature in Canada, uh, and she is also at UBCO. And then we have Janet MacArthur, and she is an associate professor emeritus in the Faculty of Creative and Critical Studies at, at UBCO. And uh, she created and taught the fir first courses at 
UBC on women's literature, autobiography, and trauma studies in the humanities. Mm. So I think it's going to be really in-depth, and it's going to be really uh, interesting to hear. Uh, they each take on uh, different authors from the past, uh, Indigenous and non-Indigenous, and talk about what they, you know, their perspective on the world was uh, in, through their writings. Um, and so you can come down on uh, September 28th, sorry, 29th. Uh, it's from 6 to 8, and uh, we'll be in the auditorium at the uh, museum. Uh, so it's 785 Main Street, and then you'll have to walk past the museum to the auditorium, and we're going to have it start at 6. The panel goes from 6.30 till 7.30, and then we have uh, time to chat afterwards and wrap up at 8. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, great. Sounds yeah. like a really informative uh, session that we hope uh, people can take part in. Well, we're really honored that we could... Could, yeah. uh, that we could offer space for this to take place and that mm -hmm. we're involved in it. So we're, I, I've, yeah, I, I'd say we're very uh, honored to take part. Yeah, thank you very much for, for putting all of that together. Mm -hmm. uh, again, our guest today from the City of Penticton, Cheryl Hardesty, the Council and Executive Operations Manager with the City of Penticton, and Chandra Wong, the Museum Educator at the Penticton Museum and Archives. To both of you, uh, thanks for the insight into the National Day of Truth and Reconciliation. Yeah, thank you, Dale. Again, Friday is the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. We will see you at Gyro Park. Let's all work toward a community which looks after its own, welcomes others with open arms, and continues to provide us with the best place on earth to live. And of course, please join us next time on Pentocton. I'm Dale Corey. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs>